Hello? What's up? It's me. <laughs> I'm back again. I think today I really wanted to discuss how to manage a depressive episode. Now, I feel like for me, I have dealt with various intense episodes in the past, especially two months ago. And let me tell you, two months ago was absolutely insane. Like to the point where I couldn't describe what I was feeling. Sorry. What I was feeling in the moment. Like I couldn't even tell you how difficult and how painful it was to just tell my mom like, hey, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I feel very sick to my stomach. I feel depressed. I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm going to die alone. Like I was just telling her so much shit that did not make no sense whatsoever. And my mom was just like, are you okay? Like, do you need something? Like she was concerned for me because I was just crying hysterically and I was just crying nonstop about life. And I don't know what it was. I really couldn't tell you what it was. Thinking about it now and looking back at it now, it's just so incredibly heartaching that I went through that pain and suffered tremendously dealing with that emotion. Well, those emotions. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, what I was feeling. Like, I was, I mean, I felt like I was alone. I felt very sad. I felt very angry with the world. I felt angry with myself. I felt like I hated myself. I felt like I'm, I was always intended to be alone in my life and I felt like I was always meant to fail I and I was never meant to succeed like I felt all these very crazy emotions that I really couldn't understand or acknowledge to someone that I love tremendously and tell them like I don't know what I'm feeling but I hope you can understand that what I'm feeling right now is confusing but I'm I just feel overwhelmed with so much and I think listen when you're 17, when you're in when you're in high school and you're a kid, you know, they always tell you, enjoy your teen years, right? And yes, you can you have to enjoy your teen years. Like, you know, you're all you're never you're not always gonna be young forever, right? I like to think that, you know, I have a lot of time to experience other things at my age, and I have the time for that. And I'm trying to be happy in the moment of being a teenager, but honestly, it's so fucking difficult. It's not easy. It's not nothing's easy. If someone keeps saying that phrase in 2023, it's stupid. It really is because that's not what it is. It's that never, that's not true. Like when you're a teenager, you go through shit. You may go through, you may have gone through like a divorce with your parents or something like that. Like you may have experienced a lot of trauma in your childhood. You may have experienced a lot of shit that is just so tremendously overwhelming and it causes you to develop mental health issues like depression or anxiety or stress. Like that all builds up in the years and you don't even know what to do with yourself half of the time. You don't, you don't even know what to do with yourself. You cry for help, but you don't want to actually ask for help. You want someone to understand you and you want someone to like come to you and ask you, do you need help? Are you okay? You don't want to keep having to always hope for help to come your way. You shouldn't have to ask for help. I think someone should see you struggling. Someone should see you actually sufferingly being miserable with yourself and with your life. And if someone sees that, there's someone that is someone that there's someone that's true and genuine to you and only you. And I love that. You know, I love having my mom by my side. I, I love having 
my family and having a really, you know, tremendous amount of support. Like I have a really good support system. I, I really do. Um, you know, there's just so much other things that I need to get done on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I truly have to face these demons and I have to face these traumatic experiences on my own. Um, you know, leading into adulthood, it's like, that's going to be a shit ton of, it's going to, it's going to be a lot. Like I, I can really, I can already imagine my adult years being so incredibly stressful and just, just honestly so overwhelming. It's going to be insane. Despite the fact I just was in a place where I just felt just extremely alone, honestly. And I couldn't really describe the feeling of being alone. I just knew that like, I just felt like the next five, 10, 20 years, I feel like I'm just not going to be at a place where I'm surrounded by people that I love endlessly, or I'm not going to find love, or I'm never going to experience a relationship, or things of that nature. Like, I think about the most deepest shit ever, (laughs) especially at a young age. At 17, you shouldn't have to, like, feel these emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have to feel this kind of pain at such a young age, you know? But a lot of people think that, you know, it's normal to feel these feelings. And I'm not saying that these feelings are completely not normal normal because they are i mean if you i think there was a conversation where if a child whether they're maybe 12 14 15 16 17 years old and they come to a parent and say i have anxiety right usually they'll just say you don't have anxiety you you're just you're delusional you don't have anxiety like you you just don't right because people think that kids can't experience mental health issues which is totally false because kids do and that alone comes with a lot of mental health issues down the road it's like you're kind of like invalidating their feelings a little bit and you're the reason why i dabble that into what today's topic is is because i think a lot of the time when you do have an episode it's usually out of nowhere it's like your day is going so incredibly well and it's great and then just somehow towards the end of the day you have a mental breakdown out of nowhere for no apps for no reason at all and and you're kind of just confused a little bit like worried about your mental health and your mental state like am i okay is something wrong like you start to think about a lot of things when you have a mental breakdown or especially if it's like out of nowhere and it's just very intense but I have some things here on managing a depressive episode. So as I was getting into before about my very intense mental health, mental breakdown two months ago, I was dealing with a lot of misleading information about my coffee brand because I actually discussed this in the last episode where I was ta- or I was like talking about my wisdom teeth and all that. And I kind of like slipped in there about my coffee brand and how I didn't end up coming to life and how I had to just cut it off completely from happening and where I felt like I was a failure and I just was always intended to fail in life and I was never intended to succeed. But anyways, um, despite that fact, um, 
when I was dealing with that, those issues, when it came to like my brand, I was going through, I was going through shit, honestly. It was the most depressing, the most intense, and the most stressful situation I have ever, ever been in in my life. It's so hard to just explain and tell people about it because I don't want people to think that I'm crazy or like I'm actually going mentally insane. I just don't want someone to look at me like I am crazy about sharing my feelings and sharing my emotions and trying to like tell someone that I need major help. I don't want them to look at me differently. You know, I want them to look at me like a human being and someone who experiences mental health issues just like them. And there's no judgment. There's no criticism. That's all I want at the end of the day. It's like no harsh criticism or judgment when it comes to my mental health, honestly. We are all in, we're, we are all in this together, honestly. We all deal with a lot of shit in life. No one's life is perfect. My life is not fucking perfect. Point blank period. It's not. I have some bad days. I have some mental breakdowns. I have a lot of anxiety triggers. I have a lot of stressful situations that I deal with on a constant basis. I deal with a lot of shit. And listen, I, but here's the thing. I don't like to overshare too much. That's my dog. Sorry. Um, I don't like to overshare too much about my personal trauma experiences on the internet, especially on my podcast, because I feel like that's a little bit too much and it's a little bit too personal. You know, I think it's always intended to be personal and never something that should be always shared online, even though it might be, you know, quote unquote, relatable or real as some people, uh, as some people would say, if someone was like actually like being relatable in terms of mental health. Like, I've always been sort of honest about my mental health for a while, but I never really had a lot of discussions or conversations about mental health in my childhood. Um, because I think as kids, we're always told that we shouldn't cry or you're crying or be a man or something like that. Because, I don't know, that's just how they were raised in their generation, in their time. And so they're kind of like perceiving it onto us, on our generation, to think that, our feelings are never going to be validated, which is, like I said, completely false. It's so false. Like, you shouldn't have to tell someone that they shouldn't feel this or they shouldn't feel that. It's like they feel emotions like a human being. What else do you want them to do? They're going to cry? Let them cry. It's always okay to cry. Like, it's okay to not be okay. That's some people that there's there's just that understanding is not quite understandable in some people's eyes. And that's okay. You don't, they, don't, they don't have to understand what you're going through. They don't have to feel what you go through, but as long as you're getting through it and as long as you're taking steps into creating yourself and creating your authentic self and as long as you're being happy and as long as you're doing things that you love endlessly, that's all that truly matters at the end of the day. We're all going to die someday. Let's be for real. We're all going to die, okay? Like, we're all going to die. And that's something I always tell It's a dark thing to say to yourself, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die one day, which is true. Now, I always mention that and my mom's like, don't say that, which I shouldn't be saying that. But also that's like the hard truth is like eventually, you know, but that comes with a lot of realization of like, well, life isn't that serious. Life is not that serious. And I try not to take it too seriously because at the end of the day, it's like, it's life. It's not that freaking serious, you know, but I, every time I have that conclusion or that like realization of like you know life's not serious like shut up john you you're overreacting i just tend to like forget it 
anyways, let's get into like how to manage a depressive episode. So the first thing is seeking out humor. Now you're probably like, wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> so it sounds weird. It sounds very odd and very crazy to just say like, yeah, seeking out humor is one of the major beneficial activities that you could do to manage a depressive episode, which is highly true. I think finding comedy in TV shows, in movies, or maybe in conversations with like your friend or a close relative or something like that, or even your dog or some or something like that, you know, like finding comedy in little things can sort of help you ease your mental state in a sense. I don't really know how else to put it. It's just like you just I think a lot of times when I'm in like a very serious situation. So if I keep if you see me keep like looking back my side, I'm just watching my my dog because she has this tendency of biting and chewing the walls. So I'm just like making sure that she doesn't do that. I think in most situations where it's very serious or very overwhelming, I try I try to find a little bit of comedy, right? I try to like laugh it off. I try to just make it seem like the situation is not that serious, even though it kind of is. But I try to like make myself understand that, hey, John, watch something funny on the internet, on YouTube or something. Find something really funny, watch it, and be so zone like all into it and let yourself be distracted and not worry about the situation at hand, you know, like it's not that serious at the end of the day. It's really not. So the second thing to do in order to, you know, manage your depressive episode is to connect to nature (laughs) as spiritual. That sounds connecting to nature is yet again, one of the most beneficial activities that you can endure in your everyday routine to help manage your mental health and your physical health in general. I think getting walks is something that I sort of lack in. I'm not going to sit here and say like, I go on walks every single day. I do not. Maybe like once per week, maybe once per month. I don't know. But every time I do get a good walk in, I feel great. Taking a light walk around the block or maybe to, you know, to your favorite coffee shop, listening to some music, reading a book, I think that brings me so much calmness and so much joy inside because that's what I need in life. I need I need that sort of peace in my life at all times because I don't want everything to be so chaotic and so damn overwhelming. I need some sort of clarity and some sort of closure in my life to make me feel like, you know what, hey, you know, you have... You have time, but you also don't have time. You need to just make everything, you, you just need to do everything you've got to do in life before it runs out, you know? You only get one life. That is something that is so hard to overcome is like we only have one life and it's how we use that one life. Are we going to use it to still be with your toxic boyfriend? Are we still going to be in a toxic friendship? Are we still going to like, I don't know. I'm giving you examples here. Are we still going to keep doing the negative or are we going to start keep doing the positive and keep on doing the positive forever? I don't know. I find connecting to nature 
that sounds like I'm so spiritual, but I'm not. But like, I think being outside is extremely peaceful. And I love when the sun's shining. I love when the grass is green. I love when the birds are chirping. I love when dogs are shitting on the grass and the owners don't pick up their shit. I forget, I forget sometimes. But I think just sitting down, looking up at the sky. Like, here's the thing. Here's what you can honestly do. I did this last year where I did a little picnic, right? I grabbed my bag. I put my headphones. I put my phone in there. I put a book. I put a tripod in there. I put a camera. I put a blanket in there. I put some sparkling water in there. Took my bag. Went outside. And I went to sit on the grass near the graveyard. Which is kind of depressing. But it's nice though. And I went. Sit my ass down. Set everything up. Read my book. And I was just looking at the sky. I'm like, damn. This is nice. <laughs> like, it is nice to do, to have a little picnic by yourself. You know, you don't have to have any friends. You know, you bring your dog. You bring your cat. You know, you can just do anything. Like, start starting to do activities by yourself that you would normally do with other people. It's going to help you with a more beneficial way of boosting your confidence levels. And kind of like boosting your your pathway of becoming independent, I guess you could say. I think going to a movie by yourself also is very nice as well. Actually experiencing the movie by yourself and just not having anyone around you or having any friends. Like I, I love going to like a movie with my friends. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think also experiencing that sort of moment by yourself is also good as well. And it also does definitely increase your mental health positively but like I said, you know, back to like connecting to nature and all, I think I've been in a, a place where when I was outside, I've found this sense of clarity and I found peace and I felt that peace. Like it wasn't just something that I just felt in, in like an instant and then just disappeared. No, I felt that shit the whole time I was outside for about an hour and a half. I just felt so incredibly like just peaceful and just honestly like calm and I never been at that place like I never been at that spot where I was like actually not stressing out I was actually not being overwhelmed with a lot of shit I wasn't really worrying about anyone else I was just worrying about myself my mind my body my peace my gratitude everything else all spiritual (laughs) I was just thinking about the best possible outcomes that can happen in my life. I started to think about my future, but like in a more positive light instead of a negative light where I had that very intense episode where I was thinking about my life negatively. But I think that was because I was such, I was isolating myself. I wasn't really getting that much sun or I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting like that much, much like socialization or much outside activity I was just staying in my house I mean my apartment I was depressed but once I got outside that shit changed I was automatically happier and I was I felt that happiness within me I just I don't know I just felt really at peace I that's all I can really describe it as is just peace and no distractions no overwhelming thoughts just peace and that's when I knew this is what I needed. This, this is what I've been pondering. And this is what I've been wanting and needing for the last three and a half years now. Like, I've needed this. 
where has this been all my life? Like, I needed this. Once I started doing it more often, my mental health sort of gotten better. I know that I don't want to like sound like a cliche here. Cliche here. I found my body to be fully relaxed in the moment. And I found that being in the, the environment of the sun being out and the grass is green, birds are flying everywhere, the trees were like blowing in, with the wind and all that shit. That kind of like put me in a, a very different perspective than I would normally have about life. And I loved that moment so, so bad. Like, I just loved it. And I would like to go back to experience that moment, that moment again, if I would. Like, if someone was like, hey, do you want to go back to that moment where you were happy? And I'll be like, you know what? Do you have any room? Because I'm about to go in there. Because I would, I would love to go back to moments where I was truly my happiest I have ever been. If I had the opportunity to go back in time and go experience that happiness again, I would definitely do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because who wouldn't want to go back to an experience where, or um, a moment where they were truly their happiest that they've ever been? Who wouldn't want to go back to that? I would. I would take that chance. I will go back to that. So the next thing is encouraging self-efficiency. I think setting up routines is very difficult in my, in my experience. I think setting up a routine for you to follow every single day is, like I said, very overwhelming. It could become boring. And then I think I think it could definitely like lead you to feel less motivated to do the routine. And I've had that experience a lot of the time. I would have a routine settle for myself the night before, be like, I'm gonna get up at 5 a.m. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna, you know, go for like a jog. I'm gonna make some breakfast, make a coffee, read a book, journal, and then when the day comes and my alarms go off, I ignore it and I go back to sleep. Why? Because I think I know that I'm not going to do these activities. I'm not going to do these tasks. I just know it in my bones. I'm not capable of completing any task in my day. The only task that I'm honestly able to complete is to sleep in my bed the whole day. That's the only thing I can only complete. Sorry. Like, that's the only thing I, I can really do. But I've started to, like, stop being a bitch. And I was like, you know what, John? You need to step the fuck up. You need to actually do shit and get your priorities straight. Stop being a bitch and stop being an ass. Just get up and do it. But start with small steps, okay? And then lead to bigger steps. Or you can do the other way around. You can go from doing the bigger task to the smaller, you know, the smaller task. Because honestly, I I don't even feel like doing the bigger task later on in the day. You know, I'd rather just get all that shit done beforehand and then get the smaller task done after because I can't do the bigger ones later on. Like I, I just can't. But setting up small goals for yourself is more efficient than setting up bigger goals that you know deep down that you might not even actually personally get to. So just write down little goals, little mini goals that you know in your heart that you can actually do, but don't write goals that are way too out of whack, I guess you could say, or that are way too possible to, you know, to, to reach, you know, just set goal, small goals, do that, um, journal, which we're going to get into that, start with smaller tasks and then lead to bigger tasks. And I think there's going to be a very great chance that you're going to see growth in your routine. As long as you keep switching up your routine over and over again, it's going to feel less boring. It's going to be, and it's going to be more interesting and it's going to 
actually allow you to be motivated to actually get shit done. Next thing is to journal. Now, I personally have two journals, personal journals that I do not let anyone read because they're personal. They're private. It's mine. Those are my feelings. You're not going to read my book and then gaslight me into thinking that what I was writing in my book was all wrong because no, it's not. It's my feelings. I written them down because I was feeling those feelings and I had to write them down. Don't like don't if you're a parent, my mom has never done this, but don't ever read your child's personal journal ever. That is their privacy. That is the only way that they can cope with their emotions and their mental health. Because if you're not actually helping them, they're going to find a better solution. And that solution is journaling. And if you actually interfere with their privacy and read their entire journal without even acknowledging or asking for permission, even though they wouldn't even let you anyways, you're going to have serious issues with your child and they're going to have very serious trust issues with you. And then maybe they won't even call you when they get older. <laughs> like, honestly, like we're just I'm just being for real for real. Don't invade your child's privacy because it's going to make them feel like, you know, they can't be trusted or like their home is not even a home. It's more of like a prison that they have to like abide by these rules or these guidelines in order to like fit their parents standards. It's 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 bullshit. Just don't do it. It's their personal journal. They share their own personal feelings, their private feelings on that in that journal. Still don't read it. If you're ever feeling overwhelmed with a lot of sh- a lot of shit, school, job, a relationship, a friendship, um anything, write it down in a piece of paper and write it down in your journal. Get a journal. If you don't have one, get a journal. Go to Walmart, go to Target, get one for like maybe like a dollar or actually go to the dollar store and get one for a dollar and get some pens, get some color pens, make it all fun and creative, make it interesting, make it fun and colorful and loud and spiritual, you know, and write down your feelings, write down what you have been feeling this week, write down what what you have been feeling for the past 10 years and write that shit down and trust me when I tell you you're gonna feel better because all those emotions were arising into your into your your soul and they need to be let out they can't just be in your mind anymore they can't just be running around in your mind losing its marbles you have to let those feelings escape out of your mind and write them down on a piece of paper and once you do that, your mind is going to feel empty. It's going to feel less overwhelmed. It's going to feel less stressed. And you're going to have a good time. And keep doing it. Keep Don't stop. Don't just do it for one. Don't do it one time and then quit. Keep doing it gradually every single day. And once you keep doing that every single day, trust me, your mental health will definitely increase positively. Trust me. If you don't believe me, it's fine. But that's for some people. Some people may not like journaling, but some people might. And the reason why people might like it is because it helps them. It's like therapy for them. (sighs) Exercising. I think personally from experience and now that I find exercising to be one of the most, most beneficial ways of boosting my confidence. Point blank period. And listening to music at the same time as you're working out is also incredibly beneficial. To boost my confidence levels. I like to think of a scenario that I'm like in this movie and I'm reacting a scene or I'm like I'm walking down a you know a runway show or I'm like modeling for like a, a magazine shoot or something like that. I like to think that and that amps me up a little bit. I'm like damn 
this makes me feel hot. Like, listen, confidence is key. Okay. You have to believe that you can be confident. You have to believe that as long as you are gradually working your way up of boosting your confidence, you have to believe that you're going to get to a point where you're going to be fully confident and you're not going to give a shit about anyone else's opinions. And as sh- and you're sure are not going to give a shit about any- anyone's criticism, anyone's judgment towards you. You're going to feel like, you know what? Fuck you. Honestly, like kiss my ass and I'm just going to do my own thing. I can I kind of work. I can't I cannot worry or even think about your opinion almost every day. I don't give a shiz about your opinion. Your opinion does not matter to me. It's not here in this room. It's somewhere else, but it's not here. Don't fuck with me. When you're on the treadmill, like you're, you know, you're like walking, you know, you're like jogging and shit, right? You know, you feel great. You feel great inside. You feel like your body is ready to move and move and move and move. And your, your body just feels like it needed that powerful, awakening in a sense like it needed that motivation it needed that sort of um i guess endorphins right it kind of needed that right that feels great your body is like thanking you like thank you for allowing me to get to that gym and work my ass off right and it's important to remember that don't be so scared to go to the gym everyone's there to work out right they're they're there for a reason to work out and to maybe boost their confidence or maybe to like lose weight or to look fit Whatever the case may be, they're always there for a reason. Don't think that you're going to feel this judgment or this criticism, which you might. Because some people are idiots and they're assholes. They might look at you like, the fuck? They might do that. But why the fuck would you even look at someone like they're stupid? They're working out. You're working out. Why do you have to share your opinion or criticize them for working out? Like, are you stupid? Like, it's weird. That people that go to the gym give these offensive looks to other people that are also doing the same thing as they are. It's so weird. Um, Go to that gym with confidence. Go to that gym with the best confidence ever. And trust me, you're not going to give a shit about anyone else in that gym. You're only going to be focused on you and yourself and your growth. That's all. Next thing is, um, I think, finding closure, I guess you could say. From experience, it's not serious. It's It's not really that serious, honestly. That, you know, your life is going to be filled with happiness. It's going to be filled with bad days. It's going to be filled with the most intense situations that you have ever experienced before. It's going to involve a lot of shit. But you have to understand that you're, you've made it before. Every time you had an episode, every time you had a mental, break, a mental breakdown, you have gotten through it. You push yourself. As long as you got up out of the bed and as long as you woke up, you walked to the kitchen that is growth. <laughs> that is growth. And if no one's telling you that and they're telling, oh, you're lazy. Oh, you don't even do anything. You're such a lazy piece of shit. Tell them to screw off. Because honestly, that's the one thing that you could possibly do that is beneficial for you and only you is to getting up out of that bed. That's all. That's all you need to do. As long as you get up and you breathe the air, come on now. You're winning at life. But just remember, okay? Attach this to your brain. Remember that it's your life. It's your decision. It's your choice. It's your mentality. You're protecting your peace, your mental and physical health. And that's all you have to do is to protect your peace from all that negative and toxic bullshit that people bring into your life. You have to ignore that shit and you have to keep moving on. 
It's going to be, it's, it's, I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything. It's not going to be hard. It, I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but you have to do it in order to be at a place where you're like, 